We wrote, we shot, and we conquered every obstacle in our way during the production of Pump Sizzle Reel. We met every deadline and reached every milestone. Except one, selling the show. Reaching that milestone means our investors would not only get their money back, but earn a respectable return. It also means Pump's creator, Corey Calamus, will see his idea for a comedy series live on, and maybe even get to help shape its future. So, the next step is to get Pump in front of anyone who would either pay us to produce a full season of Pump, or anyone willing to purchase the intellectual property and make it their own. My name is Jack Stigelmeyer, and this is Before the Sticks, a podcast diving into all that goes on before and now after the director calls action and the famous clapperboard, known as the Sticks, starts a scene. Together, we'll take a deep dive into an independent production, exploring the challenges faced by a team producing a comedy pilot. On November 21st, 2021, we finally saw what a live audience thought about Pump during a screening of The Sizzle at the New York Comedy Short Festival in Midtown Manhattan. I may be a little biased, but the audience reaction at the festival was everything the Pump team could have hoped for. From my seat in the back of the theater, it sounded like we got the most laughs out of the 12 films screened. Hi, I'm Miles. My job. I, uh, I manage a collection of millennials who all believe that fitness is just an Instagram trend. Hashtag gym sexy. Hashtag pump it. Hashtag my life. That first scene where Brian Bumgarner appeared on screen was met with whispers from the audience attendees turning to their neighbors, asking if that was who they thought it was? For Corey, who finally got to see an audience react to his work, the experience could only be summed up in one word. Epic. If I can describe it in one word, epic. I was like, holy shit, this is real. It's happened. It's not happening. It happened. I'm like, cool, I can really do this. Like, I can really make this a career. Because I think along the way, I was kind of doubting myself even during the writing process because I'm like, I'm not an experienced writer. I don't have the credit. I don't have the credentials. You know, if anybody, you know, I'm, I'm a nobody right now. Glenn was also in attendance and seeing Pump for the first time since we screened the sizzle privately for actors, friends, and family in October 2019. He brought three or four people to the screening who had never seen the show. They especially loved seeing him in some of his crazier scenes, like one particularly outrageous post-credit scene with my character, Danny, featuring estrogen and some male lactation. Over the past three weeks, I have been incrementally adding estrogen to Danny's pre-workout. That'll teach him not to touch my Dwayne DeRock Johnson headphones. Who's got milk? Danny's got milk. A lot of the stuff I was in were just crazy moments, right? Crazy, fun, outrageous moments. What I really enjoyed was seeing the finished product and actually seeing how much heart and depth was actually in, in the show. And that there was, you know, this greater story of this man who had this horrible fall from grace and how he was trying to move out of depression and like put his life back together and then all this chaotic shit is still happening around him because that's so relatable right 
the emotion of it and, and the heart beyond the, the, the wackiness is what I really loved about the show. That BDE that Valerie has been stocking the fridges with lately? That shit? <laughs> 57 grams of protein per serving and eight servings per can. That's a hell of a lot of dick. For Lily, who plays the stoner receptionist Angela, seeing others' reactions to the show made her realize the wide appeal of Pump to diverse audiences. Lily brought a whole cohort of friends from acting school at NYU and her brother to the screener. But it was before that, at home with her parents, when she first realized Pump might be a hit. And when I got the footage for Pump for my reel, I remember watching it with my parents over Thanksgiving and they were cracking up and not in a like supportive parent way, but in a way where like they thought it was hilarious. So there's this Instagram account that has over 3 million followers and we all think it's someone here, either someone who works here or someone who works out here. But I'm kind of like the center of this place and I know everyone who works here and if they were keeping a secret, I'd have to be keeping that secret too. And I'm not. I'm gonna figure out who that person is soon or I'm gonna lose my shit. But I think that there really is a hole right now for one of those feel-good single cam comedy shows with kind of an offbeat sense of humor. And I think Pump is like the perfect thing to fill that void. This is actually really special. And I think if this got made into a TV show, people would eat it up. While the whole team is obviously proud of the work we did, there have been real challenges in getting the sizzle sold since we completed it two years ago. So we've shown it to a lot of people, but you know, at the end of the day, our timing was very unlucky. Craig finished editing September of 2019. And you know, four months later, we got COVID. And as we were showing pump to people, gyms were closed. And then even when gyms reopened, it was with masks and with hand sanitizer. And some of that hasn't gone away and it probably never will. But the people we were showing it to were asking us to reshoot it like for COVID. And we heard that from a number of people, but ultimately we decided that COVID would go away and gyms would reopen. And a lot of the stuff we had for material would, would still be applicable, so. Reshooting the pilot was out of the question and out of our budget. That feedback definitely hurt the pump team, but didn't dissuade us from continuing to focus on finding someone with the money and connections to make pump. One of those promising connections is TMG, a production company in Georgia. Thanks to Eddie Liguori, TMG offered us an agreement to either sell the concept outright or connect us with a studio that wants to collaboratively shoot more pump with our creative team. And one of their members is an athlete named Vernon Davis, and he's also like an actor. And I think he really liked and connected. They all really liked it, but they he really connected with the material because he's obviously a former athlete and, you know, kind of is geared towards that and the whole gym life thing. This industry in the, this development sense is more about getting people excited, people that could actually make this happen on a big scale, which takes a lot of money to do, you know? So... I think TMG offers with the help of Vernon and, and Mike and these guys who do big deals and make big movies and stuff like that. It offers the ability that they can get this in front of the right people. They could get it made if they really, you know, put everything they have behind it. So, you know, that's why you would go to a company like TMG. While it's still possible, Pump will never be more than a sizzle. There are two other potential outcomes. And now we're in this position where 
they either want to shop the show as is, or they possibly want to go out and find the budget to make six to eight episodes, maybe even ten. Which, either one, I'm totally cool with. Like, if, they can, if we can find a network that wants to buy it, that's fantastic. And while having a production company like TMG interested is certainly a big step, John reminded me it's still far from a sure thing. What's going on right now is apparently their lawyers are looking at our documents and they're trying to figure out how we can structure a contract that works for them and satisfies our contractual obligations to our investors. It could be as simple as they just buy it for $110,000. $110,000 might sound low for a TV show, especially if Pump is ultimately as successful as we believe. But that price tag still allows for our investors to double their money. The reality is, the film and TV industry is a high-risk but high-reward endeavor, which John says made it a hard sell while fundraising the project. Well, if the show doesn't sell, the investors will lose their money. I mean, it's that simple. And I, I think the uh, one of the telling points I found was that a lot of my friends who are you know, more or less sophisticated investors, private equity people, people of high net worth, all passed because um, they weren't willing to take the risk. According to Deadline.com, networks generally produce between just 12 to 16 pilot episodes a year. They pick up or produce full seasons of far fewer than that. While there's no data on how many ideas, scripts, or sizzles these networks see before deeming them worthy of producing their pilots, it is clear that we entered an extremely competitive marketplace. As it stands now, the potential deal with TMG is our closest shot at either selling the concept or securing the funding to produce more pump. So it's, it's an interesting possibility, but it's kind of been stuck in, in limbo for probably six months now. Stuck in limbo? has been a pretty common refrain for the Pump team since we completed the project. And that's the state of our relationship with Brian as well. Although he seemed positive about Pump at a recent book signing in New York that both Craig and Corey attended, he has still not responded to my requests to come on the podcast. But I'll keep trying, and we may have a special edition of Before the Sticks coming your way at a future date. Because um, who knows what's going to happen at that point? You know, we might all get bought out and have to walk away, and the network takes it. You know, we all have our credits and whatever, or we go with the show. To be honest, it's unclear if any of us will go with the show if a studio steps in. And that includes me. Someone at TMG showed the sizzle to Kevin Dillon, known for roles like Johnny Drama in Entourage. Word got back to us that if Pump is made, he'd love to be in the project, as my character, Danny. My limited acting background and lack of name recognition can't really stand up to his, so that's okay by me. While the financial gains from selling the show would definitely be nice, seeing it become a real TV show is the ultimate prize. The goal was never to just produce a sizzle reel. The goal was to make something that the public can enjoy. A half-hour escape from their lives, a chance to laugh a lot, to form bonds with characters just like Corey did with The Office during a dark time in his life. Maybe Pump could help someone on their personal journey, just like going to the gym. Sometimes we feel like we have no hope, no future, that we have no purpose. So every day we wake up and we drag ourselves to the gym. 
and for that one hour, we feel better about ourselves until we wake up the next morning and then we have to do it all over again. But that's kind of what it's about, right? We start going because we want to. And it's not about what we look like or, or who's watching, but it's, it's remembering that all we can do is try our hardest and do the best with what we've got. For me, it's a second chance. Although this is a wrap on Before the Sticks, I believe Pump has a bright future ahead. And I hope this podcast has given you a unique look into what it takes to imagine a series and produce a sizzle from a kernel of an idea. To all the aspiring creators out there, my advice is to follow Corey's lead. Put your pen to paper, get your idea out there, and like Miles, don't give up. Thanks for listening to Before the Sticks, produced with the support of the Hunter College Journalism Program. I'm your host, Jack Stigelmeyer.